Talk about getting away with one today. The Eagles defeat the Carolina Panthers 21-18 in, man, I mean, this is a roller coaster game. You hear that word, you know, a lot of people like to say that. They'll say, that was a roller coaster game. This was a roller coaster game. It really was. I mean, the way we played offense in the first half was as unbelievably pitiful. It was the equivalent of what we had put on the field defensively the last two weeks. It, it was that embarrassingly bad, whether it be, you know, the, the, the missed assignments, the, the nonstop wide receiver screens that went absolutely no yards. At one point, Jalen Hurts had completed, I think he was like 11 for 19 for 33 yards That in the NFL. Like, that's impossible. That is impossible, and that's what was going on. But guess what? The other side of the ball, right? Now, listen, it was a lot better on the other side of the ball. That's obvious. I We're not going to kid ourselves here and say there weren't improvements. I mean, we're going to talk about the improvements, but still, we're not blitzing the quarterback. We were just very fortunate today that the quarterback on the other team was a turnover machine. Really, he, he did his team no favors whatsoever. He's the number one reason why the Panthers didn't win. So let me go into the five reasons why the Eagles did win. Well, fifth, I want to start right here. Let's talk about defense. Let's talk with the defensive tackles, both of them. Uh, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. Yeah, Fletcher Cox, you know, the guy everybody wanted to point their finger at this week and say, what's he doing? What's he doing? By the way, you saw it. You saw what he's doing on the first sack that Javon Hargrave had when um, he got double teamed and Hargrave was able to go one-on-one and get a sack. That's because Fletcher Cox demanded a double team. And then you'd go, well, why are they double teaming Fletcher Cox? They should just double team Javon Hargrave. He's way better. Well, they did that. And guess what happened? Then Fletcher Cox got a sack in the second half. Fletcher Cox had another play where he did a stunt and and forced them into another sack, all on third down. The three sacks that we had today, Fletcher Cox played a massive part in all three sacks. Fletcher Cox, listen, I get it. He's not Fletcher Cox of four years ago. Of course he's not. But to sit here and try to tell me that Fletcher Cox is one of the problems on this team, you are a absolute moron. You have to be a moron to try to tell me that Fletcher Cox is one of the problems on this team. And Javon Hargrave is an all-pro. He's going to be an all-pro. He has six, I think he has six sacks already. Yeah, six sacks. We're five games in. He's a defensive tackle. He is a defensive tackle. He has six sacks. Now, the ends, on the other hand, Josh Sweat had, I mean, a so-so game. I know he had a couple, an impact play there later on, but I mean, just no lane integrity. Same thing with Barnett. I mean, can't finish the play. There was a play today where Barnett was literally rut. Like, they blocked him with a tight end, and he got through the tight end. Then Chuba Hubbard was going to block him. He got by, and he still couldn't finish the play. Like, they didn't even put a tackle on him. They're, they're now blocking him with, with skill position players. That's embarrassing. He, he just doesn't have it. And then Ryan Kerrigan, I know he got his name in the stat sheet because um, I believe Milton Williams made a play. And when Williams made that play, Kerrigan was there to just clean it up. So that's where he got his name in the stat sheet. But our defensive ends are a massive problem. And it's not helped by the fact that the defensive coordinator refuses to blitz the quarterback. Again, this was a game where the quarterback for the other team was self-imploding. I mean, I get it. We got pressure on him. We did with our front four here and there. But there is no blitz whatsoever. This team just, I mean, this is unbelievable. It's just like, I watched the, the, the Panthers today, and they blitzed the quarterback. 
They came and they brought heat on Jalen Hurts. They made it uncomfortable for him. I get it. Not every blitz is going to win. But sometimes when you just hit the quarterback, you could start making some mistakes. And Jalen Hurts did not play a good game at all today. And we'll talk about him in a little bit. But the point being is he got his ass kicked for a majority of this game too. But we don't do that. We don't kick asses at quarterback because we got to play this soft ass, weak ass defense. It's just a weak mentality. We got away with this one. We got away with this one. Don't think Jonathan Gannon did some freaking good job today because he didn't. He still sucks as a defensive coordinator. Now, fourth reason why, um, TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards blocked the, um, th- th- that block on the, the, the punt was the, the play of the game. I mean, really, it was. It was the play of the game. We, we got, luckily, we dropped a fourth down play to Ertz. Everybody's going to say that throw wasn't the best throw, and I get it. It should have been more on him. It hit Zach Ertz in the hands. He's paid $9 million, people. Listen, I get it. We're, when you see plays in the NFL, you just think to yourself, oh my gosh, like if that was to my friend out, we're playing out in the backyard. Yeah, your friend. Not a guy who's getting paid $9 million. He should make that catch 10 times out of 10. I don't care. He's getting paid $9 million to make plays. It shouldn't have to be that I hand the ball and put it on a tee for him to catch it. That's the truth. Because then on the next series, Robbie Anderson dropped a similar type pass. We get lucky. Then we blocked the punt by TJ Edwards. And he did it in a perfect way. This was textbook by TJ Edwards, by the way. He rushes the uh, the punter. It's fourth and two. So he knows he can't run into him where it's a first down. So what he does is he runs to the side of him, has his arm out, and just makes sure that, hey, if I block it, I block it, but I'm not going to run into him. And if I do block or uh, do miss it, I'm not going to run into him, and it's not going to be a first down for them. Textbook. Textbook play by him. And again, we could question what Bradley was doing. Why didn't he try to pick up the ball and score? Because... But it's it's not a if you don't get the ball and the Panthers do it's not their ball it's fourth down like that's the play where you take the chance to pick it up and try to score because it's going to be your ball no matter what. But regardless, it was the play that gave the Eagles a chance to win this game. Great play by T uh, T J Edwards, incredible. Now third reason why? Uh, how about this guy? Geek Elliott, Jake Elliott, I can't believe it, he made the list, but I mean, when you make a 58-yard field goal, and he made it pretty easily, and then he made the other field goal that he had in this game, listen, Jake Elliott has been no problem this year, I'm stunned, I know everybody else is stunned, because he was one of the all-time most horrific kickers that ever existed last season, and again, I don't know if this is a Cameron Johnston issue, because Cameron Johnston's gone, Aaron Sipos is now the, the holder, and all of a sudden, we're not having problems kicking extra points, we're not having problems with Jake Elliott kicking field goals, period, so it might just be that Cameron Johnston and him had some freaking weird thing going with the way he held the football, but Jake Elliott, absolutely, can't believe it, the geek himself, he'll st- he's still Geek Elliott. He's going to be Geek Elliott. He still has to do more to redeem himself after what he's put on the field the last two years. But Jake Elliott lands at three. Now, number two, and everybody's going to say how, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is number two today. You want to know why? Because for three quarters, Jalen Hurts was terrible. He was terrible. The interception in the third quarter was awful. Overthrow by about 10 yards on Hurts on a, on a wheel route. I mean, really. He missed some throws, like the Ertz throw we could come back to, whatever here. Holding the ball, yeah, I mean, the, the play at the end of the first half. I mean, the two plays there. The free play where he throws the ball out of bounds in the end zone, you can't do that. And then, I get it, it was supposed to be a quick out to Ertz, and they had a busted coverage in Carolina. The corner tried to jump the route, and if he sits on it and throws it to Watkins, it's a touchdown. But to be fair to him in that situation, that one to me did not make me go nuts because we have no timeouts. If he throws the ball inbounds, it has to be a touchdown or we lose a chance of getting points, which, by the way, were the difference in the game because we ended up getting them. And the play is designed to be a quick out to Ertz where Watkins is only supposed to be clearing the cornerback. 
So that one there so much, but the Rager play where he threw the ball down into the end zone and he threw it out of the end zone on a free play, you can't do that. His deep ball accuracy today was not on. Even the Quez Watkins play, the 53-yarder, which was, he did the right thing. He just made sure that he was going to catch it, which was the absolute right thing to do, especially when you didn't have your best stuff. But, I mean, really, if he throws even a little bit better ball there with a little bit more steam, Watkins is walking in the end zone. But regardless, why is he two? Because then when it mattered most, Jalen Hurts made the plays. He hit Dallas Goddard on a perfect pass. Then he hit Dallas Goddard for what should have been a touchdown, and he just dropped it. Uh, by the way, he had another touchdown today where Greg Ward is a complete moron on a pick play. Another pick play. He said five. Think about this. Jalen Hurts has had five touchdown passes called back this year. Five touchdown. We're in the fifth game. He has five touchdown passes that have been called back via penalty. Really. And he didn't even need to do it. If, if Greg Ward just runs a route there, it's a touchdown to Devontae Smith. But he doesn't do it. And that's coaching, by the way. Because when this continues to happen, I point my fingers at the coaches. I don't know what they're coaching. And again, for a wide receivers coach who's our head coach, to not have this figured out and not stamped out by now is highly concerning. But regardless, Jalen Hurts then holds the ball on a read option, scores a touchdown there. You know, he scored another touchdown, obviously. He had two rushing touchdowns today. Jalen Hurts, like at the end of this game, was the reason that we were able to get away and win this game. He really was. He had the quarterback sneak for a touchdown there where he the, the first touchdown he scored, but the second one, the read option, that was incredible. And then even the play where, okay, let's talk about the end of the game. We get the ball back. Uh, Miles Sanders runs out of bounds, which is completely one of the most asinine things I've, I've, I've seen. I couldn't believe that he did it. Then he busts one and gets 19 yards. It's like, okay, it's stupid play. Didn't uh, have Carolina should be now down to one timeout and the game should be over. But regardless, okay, he got the first down. Then we run an option and he does it again. And he's trying to sit there and say, well, the play is going... That Dude, you go down. Just go down. We're not looking for you to get uh, 20 yards here. If you just go down, we're running long plays to right, try to run this clock to the end. Goes out of bounds. So then Kenneth Gainwell has to get put in, which was funny because even the announcers, Greg Olson's going, oh, they got to get him out. Like, they're calling it. Like, he's a football player. Go, get him out of the game. They did. Gainwell comes in, has a great run. Make sure, he almost blows his ACL out to make sure he doesn't go out of bounds. We're one yard short. Then it's an option play again. And this time Hurts keeps it. And he... Just sticks his foot in the ground, shows why he's a 600-pound squatter, gets the first down. When we needed Jalen Hurts to make plays in this game, he made the plays. He made the plays. I'm telling you this something about Jalen Hurts. One thing I know when I watch him play football is this guy does not dwell on his bad plays. He just puts them out. He really does. Again, was this one pretty today from him? Absolutely not. He missed a lot today. This was one of his worst games uh, that he's played in, in, in his nine starts. It really was. But to sit there and tell you that I, I have lost faith or something in Jalen Hurts, are you kidding me? This guy is just built the right way. Things are going to get better for him, I'm telling you. He could fix these things that he makes mistakes on. But again, remember this too. We're running an offense where Jalen Hurts is a drop-back passer and he has to throw the ball 50 times a game. Did anybody, when Jalen Hurts took over, say the ideal offense is that we have Jalen Hurts do five-step drops and throw the ball 50 times a game? Of course not. We never thought that was going to be. We wanted him to use his legs, use the run game, use um, rollouts, all this. We don't do that. He, he's dropping back like he's Tom Brady. So, of course, we're, our, our offensive coaching staff has not put him in the uh, best positions to succeed because we're not coaching to his strengths. But Jalen Hurts, when it mattered most, he played his best. He's number two. Now, number one reason why we won, our cornerbacks. Our cornerbacks played their best game. One of the best games I've seen cornerbacks for an Eagles team play in, in honest to God, years. Years. I can't believe it. it. It was unbelievable how good our cornerbacks played in this game. They were incredible. The cornerbacks today were incredible. 
They were incredible. Darius Slay, two interceptions. Avante Maddox with a pass breakup. Unbelievable pass breakup. I mean, if Darnold throws anywhere close to a really good pass there and leads him away from the defender, it's a touchdown. But regardless, he recovers and makes a great play. Steven Nelson, interception to win the game. The cornerbacks were incredible. We got three interceptions today, all by our corners. Two by Slay. It's the first multi-interception game for an Eagle since Hicks did it in 2016. That was Peterson's first year. And first corner to do it since Rodgers Camardi. I saw that out. It's unbelievable. Two interceptions from Slay. One from Nelson. Great pass breakup from uh, Maddox. You know, hey, our secondary played really good today. That's why we won. That's why we won. The secondary played so much better. I mean, really, Jonathan Gannon didn't do them any favors. But the secondary played so much better. And that's why we were able to win this game. This was a crucial win. It really was. It was a crucial win for the Eagles, especially with us having a short week this week playing the team that just won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, by the way, 400 and some yards today, five touchdowns. He did us a favor. They beat the, the Dolphins. So, I mean, that pick's looking better and better and better. But the point being here is, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different this week because if you try to do the same game plan that you did against Darnold to Brady, we have no chance. you got to heat him up. You do. He doesn't move. Like, Darnold actually could move. Brady don't move, and we'll talk about that game later on, but I mean, this was just, it really was, it was a tale of two games here for the Eagles, because they looked so unbelievably inept on offense, coaching was terrible, everything you go about it, I hated the fact that we moved my lot at a right tackle, I, I hated it, I just think that's so stupid, he's not a right tackle, you paid him to be a left tackle, he's a left tackle, if you're so concerned that the left tackle can't play right tackle, who's the backup, Dillard, then guess what, that's not, Driscoll should have played right tackle, but Driscoll played guard. I mean, listen, I don't know what's going on with Lane Johnson. You know, I, I, prayers to him. I hope everything's all right. Nobody's really leaking anything, and, and rightfully so. It's a personal matter. But we need him back. We really do because, I, I mean, him playing right tackle, and because Mylotta struggled. He struggled at right tackle today, as he should. He's First of all, he's only been playing football four years. Four years, we're moving him as the guy we can rotate around. We paid him to be the left tackle. Let Mylotta be the left tackle. Has Dillard impressed me? Yes. Dillard has played much better. Honestly, now he has trade value. But from what I heard, teams were calling the Eagles in the offseason for Dillard, and the Eagles were hanging up the phone because they think Dillard could be a guy on this team going forward, and I couldn't understand it. He's a young player. He played really good today. But he better learn how to play right tackle too because, I'm sorry, Mylotta shouldn't be the one switching. Mylotta won the left tackle job. That's his position. Like, just imagine, like, okay, uh, you know, the quarterback, you know, you're going to put, you don't do this. He won the job. They'd be like, okay, well, Jalen Hurts is a good running back, but Miles Sanders got hurt. So we're going to put Joe Flacco in to play quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is going to play running back because he's a little bit better. No, that's what? That's not what he He's the quarterback, just like Mylotta's the left tackle. He should be the left tackle. And then our line should be Mylotta, Dickerson, Kelsey, uh, Driscoll, and then it'll be, my guess will be Lane Johnson. But I mean, if it wasn't Lane Johnson, you could put Herbig, Driscoll. Hey, you had LaRaven Clark up today. It could be LaRaven Clark if you want. But I just don't like the idea of Dillard being in over Mylotta at the position where Mylotta won the job. But to sit there and say I'm not impressed with what Dillard has done these last couple games, I'd be lying because he, he had a really good game today, I thought. He played really, really well. He had a really good run block there uh, late in the game on the Sanders play where he didn't run out of bounds. Great block by Dillard. It, we're running, hey, running, his run blocking is his weakness. Well, that was a, a sign of encouragement. And to be fair, I mean, really, we don't run the ball at all anyway, so he should be out there because if he's a stronger pass blocker, I mean, it does make sense because all we do is pass the ball. 
which makes me think if Jeffrey Lurie has gotten in the ear of Nick Sirianni because we ran the ball a lot in that first game. Like, we ran the ball against Atlanta. We ran the ball against San Francisco, and then we stopped running the ball. And if that's the case, we got a huge issue. And I have a huge issue with Sirianni not calling his ass out if that's really what's happening. So I hope that isn't the case. But, you know, Devontae Smith today had a, a, a better game. You know, let's just go through some of the guys here that played. Um, seven catches, 77 yards. The fumble can't happen. Can't do that. He should have had a touchdown, which Greg Ward took away from him. But Devontae Smith is showing that he could be a number one receiver. He really could. He He's a good player. He's going to be a really good player. Uh, Jalen Rager, not so much. Disinterested blocking. Stupid play there at the where he took the ball out of the end zone. The play where we got the safety because Kelsey had to do one of his patented terrible snaps. Um... Oh, and by the way, talking about Hurts, speaking of which, where everybody thought it was a bad snap, the two-point conversion he made, uh, that play was so unbelievably incredible uh, because, first of all, I don't know what jerk-off formation we were in. We had our, Mylotta was lined up over left tackle with Dillard. The, the, the two tackles were on the left side. So we had a center and a guard, so Hassan Reddick wasn't even blocked. I don't know what the freak this play was because it was a disastrous play call and Jalen Hurts saved the game there with that play because that three-point lead is so much easier to breathe about versus a one-point lead. Hassan Reddick comes untouched. He makes a miss, throws a dart to Smith in the end zone for the two-point conversion. That's why Jalen Hurts was number two today. That play right there in a nutshell because that was an incredible play, a very big play, and it's going to go unnoticed as it shouldn't because I would be asking Sirianni, hey, what the freak kind of formation were you in? Because that's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen, especially in a critical moment. His, his red zone calling of plays sometimes, man, it just blows your mind how stupid he could be, and that was stupid. But regardless, Devontae Smith, but let's talk about Jalen Rager. Uh, you know, he, he, again, just Jalen Rager, like I said, he has moments. He had a nice punt return today. Give him that. And But that's it. First round pick, man. He's like invisible out there. Quez Watkins makes more plays. Quez Watkins should be playing over him. It's not even up for debate anymore. I don't care that he was picked in the first round. He's invisible. And Dallas Goddard needs to be playing more than Zach Ertz. I get it. Dallas Goddard had a drop as well. But Zach Ertz did too. But Dallas Goddard, when he gets the ball, he's physical running. You ever notice? Like, he made he had two catches today, one of which he did actually have a guy, like, he made three missed tackles to get seven yards. That's what Dallas Goddard can do. He's a physical football player. It shouldn't be uh, even be up for debate. Now, on the defensive side, I know Alex Singleton had a really rough start there with the two penalties. But let me tell you this. And I saw this online from, you know, a bunch of people out there that went nuts about how bad the linebackers are and how Singleton, you know, whatever. He is around the football at every tackle. Like, seriously. Is Alex Singleton an all-pro? Of course, I'm not saying that. He's not an all-pro. But he's around the football for every tackle we make on defense. He led us again in tackles today. He's going to lead this team in tackles. He's around the football every time a tackle needs to be made. If you sit back and you really think he's the problem on this defense, you're nuts. I mean, really, I get it. Boneheaded penalty, don't get me wrong. Two of which, the face mask and the, the, the roughing penalty there, or the unnecessary roughness. But I mean, to sit there and say that I'm not encouraged with Alex Singleton, he's around the football every time. Anytime they get the football, a tackle's being made, he's around it. That's what I want in a linebacker, at the very least. He, he just doesn't quit on any place. So you can have your notions here about his talent, whatever, but his motor's 100%. So guess what? If he's not the most talented, he gives the most effort. Anthony Harris actually had a, a good game too at safety. I thought he played really well. He actually popped a couple times on screen today. Feels like it's the first time since that first preseason game where he showed up. There were guys that made plays today. Really, we had good moments. Thank goodness. 
I was discouraged that Kenny Gainwell didn't get the ball a little bit more today. I mean, it looked like last week it was kind of a coming out party, and then really he didn't get the ball much today. I mean, we tried to run a couple screens. Clearly they weren't working, but he had a catch in the flat there. It was nice, but that was pretty much it. I want to see him on the field more. He's a, he's a dynamic player. He's one of the few dynamic players we have, especially on offense. Get Kenny Gainwell on the field. Now, besides that, I, I think Sirianni coached just like, not a good game at all. I thought his, his play calling was atrocious for the most part. Today was a problem. We won in spite of him. Jonathan Gannon, like I said, I think we won in spite of him. I feel like our secondary was a little bit more aggressive, so if that's on him, good for him. But if he doesn't start blitzing the quarterback eventually here, I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm so damn tired of watching just having to hope that our front four gets pressure, especially when Brandon Graham's out now. So, I mean, we're, we're playing with a depleted front four, and we're trying to just have to get pressure, have to get pressure, have to get pressure. Help these guys out by blitzing the quarterback. Come on, I mean, really, you're helping your D-line by doing that as well. I mean, free. I watched Texas A&M last night, and they just blitzed Alabama. They blitzed them, blitzed them, and blitzed them. And again, I get it. Alabama scored a bunch of points, but still, they also turned the ball over more. They were the and and again, they put that Stroud. They hit him so much, he starts seeing ghosts a little bit. That's what happens. Just blitz the quarterback, please. That's how we're gonna win. That's the only chance we have against a team like Tampa Bay. Is we gotta rush this quarterback, especially because he's a statue. But I mean, this like I said. It's a win, a good win on the road. The Panthers, like I said, they were their own worst enemy today, especially their quarterback. He was atrocious. Um, our penalties weren't at the crazy level they were, but we still lead the league in penalties by, like, double digits. It's crazy. Like, at one point, it was we had 46, and second in the league was 33. That's unbelievable. That's so undisciplined. That's such a reflection of your coaching, it's not even funny. It really isn't. We were very, 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 very... Very, 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 very fortunate to win this game. Two and three, going into this Thursday night game. Hey, anything can happen in the NFL. I get it. Um, I saw Tampa Bay struggle with, you know, New England on the road. They looked like a dynamo today against the Dolphins at home. It's on the road. It's a short week. The last time Brady was here, I was at the game when New England played. And trust me, he did not. I, I, I thought he was cooked. And I guess I was wrong. But hey. In Philly, full environment here. I'm not saying it's impossible, because trust me, I thought the Chiefs were going to beat us by 7 million points. So I'm not going to sit here and say we don't have a shot. Is the Buccaneers' defense better? Of course it is. And we'll preview that game. Like I said, I'll be back on, because the game is Thursday night. So, uh, I mean, I, I'll probably be back maybe Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday night. So we could preview that game. Nah, Wednesday night. Yeah, so it'll be Thursday morning. You can listen. A preview for the show, or for the game. And uh, we'll be ready to roll. We'll be no. Actually, we'll do a Tuesday night. We'll do a Tuesday night. Um, so you have a couple days, you know, because there's going to be a bunch going on. We'll find out what's going on, who's potentially going to play, because we'll know by Tuesday. We'll have a good idea of what's going on if Lane Johnson's going to be available. Um, you know, today I'm trying to see if anybody really got hurt today. Not much, thank goodness, in terms of injury. So, hey, we have a shot. I'm not going to rule it out. We'll go over the game. We'll say what the weaknesses are right now with Tampa Bay, if there is any. Um, but this was encouraging. Our cornerbacks, like I said, they played such a better game today. They were able to play more aggressive football, and it panned out. Turning over the other quarterback. And again, he did a lot of that himself. He really, really did a lot of that himself. I mean, Darnold was the probably the number one reason why the Eagles won. But guess what? We won. And that's all that matters. So, freak of the week. Darius Slay, two interceptions. 
Uh, Darius Slay is the freak of the week. You could say Steven Nelson. You could say whatever. I mean, Darius Slay, freak of the week. Uh, Geek of the week, Nick Sirianni and his offensive play calling in the first half. It was unbelievably bad. He tried to sabotage the game. So that's the freaking Geek of the week. I mean, I told you I could make the Geek of the week after the, the, the defense forever, after what they did the last couple weeks, but we won the football game. That's all that matters. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay educated. Go, Eagles, go. Go.